I didn't share Anthony Broom's comments, and I mentioned him about Jim Harbaugh, presser talking about what Michigan did the first three games. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, part of that team is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Chris? Doing well, Bill. Thanks. Uh, what would you take from Harbaugh's uh, presser and the comments? Some of them, like I said, that I already uh, shared. But, you know, for Michigan to be getting a lot of heat, and granted, J.J., didn't, you know, they didn't look good. It was Bowling Green. I'm not going to drill the Mac on air. But they're number two in the country, and they're undefeated. What do fans want? Uh, they want them to cover every time because they're betting on them? Yeah. I mean, they had a 40.5-point spread, and it's like Jim Harbaugh said today. It's like, you know, we just want to go out and win, and sometimes it feels like there's pressure on these guys to, to cover every time. At the same time, he said we're not playing well. And at the same time there, uh, this team probably wins by 40-something points if J.J. McCarthy just plays the game that he's played for most of his career, and that's not going to happen again. And uh, Doug Karsh made a good point on that, the voice of Michigan football in his column today, basically saying what I said after the game, if J.J. McCarthy plays an average game, then they roll. Uh, at 14 to nothing going into the second quarter is what it should have been, and they should have been on their way to just absolutely steamrolling this team. And instead, he looked like uh, you know he was playing in his first game and, and didn't know what he was doing. So, uh, But if, if you expect that to happen again, then I guess you're going to have major concerns about the offense on this team going forward. But I think most people would say, hey, it's a one-off, and it's a good thing that it happened against Bowling Green. Chris, I, I do need to update uh, the Mel Tucker story. Yeah. According to the latest now, Michigan State has notified Mel Tucker that it intends to fire him. This is from uh, the Lansing uh, State Journal, so that's not the biggest surprise story uh, of the year, but uh, that Mel Tucker has been notified that it intends to fire him. And some will say over phone sex. Now, there, there has to be more to this story. And basically what I think is happening is Michigan State is informing Mel Tucker they intend to fire him. And if you want to take it to court, then let's bring everything out on the table, which Michigan State's going to need to do now with law firms now investigating leaks and everything. Michigan State, with this notice today of intending to fire Tucker, anything they know that can be made public, they had better do it uh, by the end of the week, if not sooner. In my yeah, it's a disaster, and it's not my. It's not really for me to comment on, other than I think it's going to open the floodgates, and it's going to linger for a while. And you wonder if these kids are going to stick around. It's going to open the transfer portal if Mel Tucker is fired. These kids are going to have the right to go somewhere else and play next year without having to, you know, sacrifice a year of of eligibility. So, uh, you know, if they had played Washington Cup or if they had beaten them, and you thought, hey. They're circling the wagons here, and they're playing for Harlan Barnett, and they're going to be able to survive this. And uh, I just don't think that's realistic at this point. I think Washington kind of showed us what we thought this Michigan State team was, and uh, I think the, a bigger, a more telling game will be Maryland. We'll see if they show up, and and I think they're a seven-point underdog there. But you know, from um, uh, from a parent perspective, you know, you feel bad for the student athletes. You feel bad for kids who signed up for a program thinking that hey. This is going to be a great college experience for me. And But on a positive note, if they do transfer, they get a chance for a reset. Yeah, and you get to that four games on a red shirt. I was listening to Anthony Bellino on X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network this morning that, you know, there's talk that some of these kids might go to school. Look, I want a red shirt. I don't want to be any part of this. I didn't sign up for what's going on off the field. 
so and now the headlines of hiring a law firm to investigate school leaks yeah. on sensitive issues which by the way the school told us they couldn't comment uh, on that Sunday when it broke that it's all private. Yeah, okay. It, it's They just can't get out of their own way. I know you're with the Wolverine.com. I'm not asking you to comment about it. But now yeah. with the official intent to fire Mel Tucker, they must think that will do something to help the PR disaster. They must think that to do it right now. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, I don't really don't think they had a choice, you know, and, and, and I think one of the biggest statements in there that I read is that written notice of intent to terminate his contract for cause. So basically it's about the money, right? By doing it now, you're saving a ton of money and getting out of a bad contract, which I think most people understood after last year was a, was a terrible contract, one of the worst contracts in sport. And now they have a chance to rectify that, but I don't think Mel's going to go quietly. So I expect this to get uglier, and I think most other people do too. I don't think I'm breaking any ground here by saying that uh, that this is just an absolute mess. And one note from the story from the Lansing State Journal, the notice by MSU provides Tucker with seven calendar days to respond and present reasons uh, to the AD and the interim president as to why he should not be terminated for cause. This action does not conclude the ongoing Office for Civil Rights case. That rigorous process will continue. Dan Olson, a spokesperson for the university, declined further comment. So um, they they just can't uh, get out of their way. I, I, again, if you would have suspended him the minute you knew a hearing was scheduled because you have hid behind that. Well, we didn't know anything's going on, but yet someone's leaking hmm. information. Yeah, okay. Uh, good well, luck no, dealing we with this. We were talking about this at Tullymore, right? We were talking, we knew this, uh, the stuff, stuff was going on up there. So if we knew it, then, you know, they somebody had to know something. And, uh, you know, it's not our it's not our job to comment on Michigan State and what we're hearing behind the scenes about their coaching staff and everything else. But let's be honest here. Um, something's not right there. Uh, they've known for a long time that, that something wasn't right. And for it finally to come out after, Okay, the, the story breaks, so now we're going to take action. That just, uh, that's just not the right way to handle it, in my opinion. Well, and also now to, uh, you know, to, to then, uh, eight days later after the story broke, give or take, you announce your intent to fire him. I get lawyers. I get everything involved. But, you know, you announce you're going to fire him after the story comes out that you've had to hire a law firm to investigate leaks. That would violate Title IX. I mean, what more do you want in terms of negative press for Michigan State University, which in turn hurts the football program because you have Mel Tucker, you have Harlan Barnett, who looked in over his head just in the interim role. Mark D'Antonio's defensive wizardry didn't come into play. And I know some will say, well, wait a minute, it's only a week. Well, last week, half the Michigan State fan base was trumpeting the return of Rose Bowl Mark. And now when they're getting killed, you're like, well, you didn't have time. I'm telling you, ma'am, I am tired of talking about Michigan State stories like this. I am flat out tired because it's a clown show with leadership, not not in terms of uh, coaches. This is an indictment on any coaches. This, This is I don't know how Alan Haller, the AD, survives this. I don't know how anybody uh, connected to decision making survives this, but they can spin it. They can try and twist it. And you got the Michigan State Board of Trustees that has flat out been a circus uh, going back to when Nasser started. And I feel for the good people. I really do. 
There are so many yeah. good people connected to Michigan State. Uh, alums, business owners, people. And it's time for you to stand up, as I said last week. It's time for you to tell your university you've had enough. That you've had enough. You, you, that you've had enough. That, you know, and someone says, well, Mel Tucker, you couldn't suspend him. Yes, you know, David Gregory, the attorney, the sports agent, Bull Rush, based in West Michigan, had the contract, had the school policy in studio a week ago. They could have, and they didn't do it. Why? Because you know why? They were worried about their football season. Uh, hearing is, and Mel Tucker is scheduling a hearing on a bye week for football. What message does that send? And then the reports came out uh, at the end of last week that he was delaying it to make seven hundred fifty grand a month to make money. And the school just stood by and said, you're not going to suspend him? Oh, well, we didn't know the details. It's titled, you knew enough. You knew enough. If I hear stuff, Chris Ballas hears stuff, and Tim Stout from Stout on Sports hears stuff, you're the, you're the damn university. And, and I'm, I'm telling you that the, the minute a hearing was scheduled, a minute a hearing was scheduled, I get innocent until proven guilty. But the minute a hearing is scheduled, I'm like, Coach, you're not coming on campus until this is done. And now here's the problem they're going to have. If there are any stories, because this was Nasser timeline, you let him continue and it still happened. Again, this isn't Nasser. Please, I'm just talking about the procedural process at Michigan State. That if anything else has happened since December, when you knew of the Title IX complaint and anything else improper has happened with Mel Tucker, you're screwed as a university. You are. And Bill, and I'll say this, I, I think everything you say is true, and I think that uh, probably the vast majority of Michigan State people would agree with you. You just hope that the leaders agree with you, and you hope that, um, you know, you hope that it goes in a different direction than it's gone in the past, and, and that they clean it up, and, uh, and you know, they go forward with, uh, you know, with open minds and, and, uh, and fix it. So, uh, and I, I sincerely mean that because I think it's, it's time for a culture reset in a lot of ways. And I think that this is a great opportunity for them. And that's all I will say. Yeah, but we, we said that after Nasser that this was yeah, the time to make sure you have a system in place that you're transparent about everything. And, and you just have a, you have a board of trustees that they're all about power. It's really a microcosm of what's wrong with America. That the voice of the people and the voice of the good people connected to Michigan State isn't heard. You know what can be heard? You stop donating. You stop uh, leaving money to the school. That's what you do until they get their act together. This isn't about the scoreboard. It isn't, man. And Chris, there's so much going on with this story right now. i got to get to a break. We'll, we'll, We'll talk later in the week, preview uh, the Rutgers game and more on Harbaugh and Michigan, okay? Sounds good, Bill. Thank you.